Hi everyone, welcome back to the Me Journeys. I know I still don't have an intro, I'm working on it, sorry. But this is the Me Journeys and I am Paige Tripp. I'm a mom of four girls and I am a former um, mental health struggler. I had struggled with postpartum depression and anxiety, later diagnosed with ADHD. And so I know all too well the struggle that is the mind. And I have worked over the past five years on developing my own routines and structures that have helped me heal and move forward in my life, making it simple and easy instead of this difficult journey that we sometimes encounter as we take on the world of mindfulness and inner healing. So today's episode is one that I shared a little bit about in, on Instagram lately that I have really been thinking about. I've met and I know a lot of people who really struggled with their mental health, whether it's post-traumatic stress, depression, postpartum depression, ADHD, or just negative mind cycles and patterns. And what I have come to find is that through my own personal journey, that when I held space for my mind to purge out whatever it was feeling and to build a safety around allowing myself to feel what had to come up, that's when the change occurred. And I've been watching children, specifically my own children, and doing some research on my own about why children move so quickly through emotions and if you ever paid attention to a kid who's throwing a tantrum, how quickly they move from tantrum to laughter. And it's simply because they allow themselves to feel whatever they want to feel. Now, yes, are they ridiculous? And yes, do we need to work on the approach as adults on how we feel? Absolutely. But children can teach us so much when it comes to mindfulness if we just stop to listen and watch and adapt it to adult life. So we all can't obviously run around and throw a tantrum when we're at work or when we're on the expressway and we're ticked off at someone or with our family. Can you imagine all parents like laying on the ground and throwing the full on tantrums and screaming and crying and until people do what they want? That would be hilarious. But no, we, we as adults, need to hold space where we can cry or scream or punch a pillow or move our body and physically remove the emotions from our body. And as we age, we start to learn that it's less accepted by society to show those emotions in public. And so I'm not saying you have to go out today and share your feelings with everybody. I'm simply saying that I have found in my own life that when I allow myself to cry or yell or scream or get out an emotion in a healthy way, so that means not venting or screaming at my children or my spouse or whoever I'm with. It means being mindful of what I say to people when I say it. And it means that I take a private time to go feel that emotion. And as parents, this can be really difficult because we are in constant demand in our home. Our children need us. Our spouse needs us. You know, there's things that need to be done. And so a lot of things I've heard over the past few years are 
I don't have time to feel that. I don't have time to deal with this emotion. Like it is what it is and I move forward. And that is where if you are thinking like that, you are going to continue to cycle in that emotion, in that feeling because it's growing in your body. You're not releasing it. And that has been the biggest breakthrough that I had in my life when it came to my mental health. I always felt guilty about how I was feeling. How could I feel like shit when I have four beautiful, healthy children? There's people who can have kids. I'm so ungrateful. Oh my God. And then I would beat myself up for feeling what I needed to feel. And that is where my cycle, that's where I was stuck, is that mentality of beating myself up and not having compassion for myself for feeling unhappy. And when I wasn't able to face that feeling and really dig into like, okay, well, yes, I'm feeling this way, but why am I feeling this way? This just didn't happen overnight. There's a reason why I feel so unhappy. There's a reason why I'm feeling this. And so when we don't stop to allow ourselves to feel it, we cannot then move forward to figure out why. Because our mind can only stay focused on certain things for so long. And so if we don't allow ourselves to shift and to grow and to move forward, we're staying stuck. And I like to use metaphors a lot because our mind can sometimes you know, we all view things in different ways. And sometimes all it takes is somebody explaining something in a different way for you to be like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. Why didn't I think this? This is so easy. And so you can think of it as simply, you know, like you go outside and um, there is, you know, a pile of snow. It's snowing by my house right now. So there's a pile of snow and there's, it's turned to ice. So Every day you walk outside and it's still cold. You slip on that ice. You're going to keep slipping on that ice until you move it, get rid of it, right? So you accept like, okay, there's a huge chunk of ice in the middle of my doorway. And if I don't move it, there is going to be continual slippage. People are going to hurt themselves and whatever. It's going to continue to create chaos. So you do one of two things. You accept that there's this there and you continue to go slip through it and you deal with slipping until eventually it melts two or you hurt yourself and then or two you put some salt on it and wait for it to slowly melt and then you're good to go and you sweep away the the extra water and then you can move forward without hurting yourself or other people or you get a shovel and you break it up and you move it and that's the same thing for your mind you have these slippery slopes of ice in your mind that were formed from when you were a child and an experience you had, and it created a belief and a story about yourself and your life. And when things trigger you in your life, you slip and slide. And when you do not face the ice, the mental problem, the blockage, the the hurt, the wound, then you don't accept that it's there and feel it and handle it, it's going to continue to be there and you're going to hurt other people. You're going to hurt yourself and you're going to feel worse and worse and worse until eventually either you have a mental breakdown, like 
many people do. You hurt yourself to keep yourself from hurting other people or you just continue to cycle and live a life that you're feeling miserable in. And this year alone, so many people in the past year have committed suicide. People who are extremely wealthy, who are extremely successful, have hurt themselves and ended their life because they were struggling. And why is that? Why are these people on a continually basis hurting themselves to end their suffering? It's because we as a society have not learned that we need to allow ourselves to feel and that it's not wrong to feel. Our, we are humans. We are an emotional species. We feel things. And 80% of what our brain processes is through our senses. It's through our emotions. It's through what we feel, what we experience. And so why is it that we're not facing our emotions? It's because we're not taught to. It's we're, we're taught as a generation of people to push it aside. You don't talk about our stuff, our family stuff. We hide. We act like everything's fine. And we suffer in silence. And that is wrong. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it again. That's wrong. It's wrong to hide when you're struggling. It's wrong to hide when you have a big feeling. No matter how ridiculous you think it is. You know, that doesn't matter. It Because at the end of the day, we all are feeling something. We all have felt similar things, believe it or not. You know, I can simply say this is after I had my, my kids, after each one, I felt worse about myself because I had insecurities about myself as a person and I never felt good enough. You know, I was rejected when I was little by friends sometimes and I was made fun of for certain things on my body that I didn't like, my ears, my glasses, my braces, my name. You know, I have bumps on my arms. I think it's like keto polaris or something weird like that. Um, that has gotten better with age. But it's like we imprint these emotions when people treat us a certain way or the world tells us how to live or be or think or feel. And we, we imprint it in our body. And then when we move through the world, we show up in these ways. And when we don't say to ourselves, hey, I'm feeling pissed off because my husband didn't put away the laundry or he threw socks on the floor or my kids, you know, constantly just act like little tornadoes or talk nasty to each other or fight. These are being our triggers that we are experiencing. Just like a child, you take a toy from them or they didn't get what they wanted or somebody looked at them funny. They cry or they yell or they get upset. And we as parents, most of us, come down to their level and comfort them. We let them cry. And that instantly changes. And I never used to do that when I first started parenting. Like I would just be like, oh my God, just be quiet. And I'd freak out and I'd lose it because as a child, I was very sensitive. And so I would, I feel like, you know, this is my story. So I felt like I was annoying to everybody when I would cry or I'd get emotional because instantly I'd cry or I'd be upset or I'd, I'd get overwhelmed and I didn't know how to handle what was happening in my body and my mind. And so I'd cry or I'd lash out and then I was either scolded or whatever. And 
that to me instantly made it feel like I was a bad mom because I had the association of big emotions are make you bad and they irritate people and they frustrate people. So my kids couldn't do those things because if they did, it meant I was a bad mom and I was making my kids unhappy in some way. And when I realized that if I just slowed down and allowed them to feel, validated them, and then helped to support them in ways that I could control and that were appropriate, obviously, then it moved quicker. And so even just being quiet, that's holding space for somebody else. But it's easier to sometimes hold space for other people than it is ourselves. So this week, I challenge you, this is going to be a short episode, I challenge you to hold space. I did an Instagram post on this. So if you didn't see it, you can go over there. It's pretty much the same thing. But and a, a TikTok one too. Um, hold space for yourself. How do we do that? We can set an intention, like allow ourselves um, a time of day where we vent. So you can ask a friend to help you if you can't hold space for yourself yet. You could be like, hey, I'm trying to learn how to hold space for myself. Can I call you on Mondays and vent? And then all I need you to do is listen and validate me. Letting somebody know. Choosing someone who's not in your immediate family also might be really helpful. A therapist could be helpful. A coach. Um, Having someone help you hold space for yourself in the beginning is really helpful because we begin to see that people are not going to judge us when we feel. And finding somebody who is sometimes objective and isn't there to really like be like, oh my God, she's really having a hard time. I need to fix it. I need to help her is really useful or him, sorry, men, Um, anybody, you know, everybody, men and women need to, especially men, even more so now, men, you need to hold space for yourself as well and know that it's safe for you to feel whatever you need to feel. I've noticed more and more men coming out and sharing a little bit more of how they feel. And honestly, if I can get this across to any man who is a parent, especially, you sharing or showing emotion in your home is so important because it helps your children know that it's safe to feel. You know, we, a lot of people look up to the dads as like the stable, mental, safe person. But by you opening up and showing like, hey, I'm angry and this is how I'm going to deal with it. And this is, I'm sad. That made me feel, you know, hurt or whatever it is that you're feeling. Showing that in a healthy way is so important for your kids because it opens the world of emotional regulation and stability and shows them that emotions are safe for them to feel. And so as parents, we model for our children how they should handle big feelings. And so if you're handling big emotions by doing what I used to do, eating, every time you're stressed out, you just like pound food (laughs) or eat unhealthy. I was showing my kids that that's how we handle emotions. Um, when I was anxious, if I would lash out, my kid, my bigger girls especially would lash out back at me. And it's taken me time to stop doing that as an adult. And so they're slowly getting better at it. You know, I've unfortunately raised them in a time when I was not healed and I was not mindful. And so I have a lot of unlearning to do myself and for them. And so modeling is the only way to do that. And so I challenge you to hold space for yourself. You can ask somebody to help you with this. Um, You can get a journal that's private and and, or just a piece of paper and you purge out, you you know, 
put a timer for like a minute or two and just write every bad thought or cycle or worry or anxiety or whatever emotions coming up, put it on paper, then rip it up and then feel it in your body. Where am I feeling it? Okay, I'm feeling it in my upper shoulder or my back or my neck or whatever. And then breathe into it, taking deep breaths. And, and when I say breathe into it, um, I taught my third through fifth graders this the other day is um, when someone says like, breathe into your low back. And you're like, how the fuck do I breathe into my low back? Like immediately when I first started learning this, I was like, this is so stupid. I'm never going to be able to breathe into my low back. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh God, this is so stupid. So all I tell you is close your eyes and then I want you to just think of an area of your body right now, wherever. Right now, I'll think of my low back. And I just repeat in my head, low back, low back, low back. And I take deep breaths. And eventually, I start to feel a difference in my low back. And so your mind has the power to um, focus on an area, releasing it. And sometimes we just have to retrain our mind to do things a different way. And so when you draw the attention to that area by closing your eyes and repeating it in your head, it actually helps to draw the attention to that area and you can slowly begin to relax it. Try it out. It takes a little bit of practice, but again, like anything, everything can take a little bit of practice. But if you're willing and open, you can do it quickly. Um, So you're holding space and then you purge out whatever you feel, rip it up. That signifies like we're no longer subscribing to this BS. And then you feel it in your body and give it love. I see you fear. I see you anxiety. I see you anger. I see you embarrassment. And I love you. And it's okay for you to be here. But we're not going to go down with this. Send it some love. Feel it. If your body starts to feel like it needs to move, get up and move. And don't run away from it. Feel it. Move however you need to move with your eyes closed. Feel it. And then if you need to scream, scream it out. If you need to cry, cry it out. If you need to punch it out, go get a pillow. Go get a boxing bag. Whatever it is that you need to do, do it. Trust your body. Don't hurt people. Don't hurt yourself. And be respectful with your words. And then once you're done, then empower yourself. Okay, so we're we're pissed off because we got a flat tire. All right, we got to pay all these bills. Okay, well, what can I do to make this an empowering moment instead of a, you know, shipwreck? I take a breath and I'm like, okay, I can, you know, skip a few yoga sessions this week and do yoga at home and pay for my car. I can pay for this car and imagine that by me paying for this car, I'm going to save gas because my tire is not going to be low and it's not going to be using extra energy. And you can just like little different ways, like shift your mindset. Whatever makes you feel empowered in your moment, that's okay. Whatever it is. Again, don't think that there is, okay, I'm not going to tell you, don't. Try to remember that there is not a right or wrong way to do this. There's not like a, a way, like a script that you can say, be you and say what you need to do. A lot of people like slap an affirmation on it and talk positive. If you're not that person, don't do it. But again, going more back into gratitude and empowerment that's where you're that's where you're going to feel more empowered and you're not going to feel like you're going down with the ship but feel it all the way through so some days you might need 5 minutes and you cry it out and you're like all right i feel good some days it might take a few days to work through an emotion and feel it and there's been sometimes where a week i feel down but it's not as long 
and it's not as intense. The more you practice holding space, the quicker you start to move through these emotions. So that's our challenge for today. If you have questions or you're like, what is this lady talking about? I need more support. You can email me at the M period E period journeys at gmail.com. You can direct message me on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok. My handle is at M period E period underscore journeys. Um, or you can go on to my um, Instagram or my Facebook and you can simply apply for or you can schedule a 30 minute clarity call with me where we discuss what's happening in your life and how I can support you. And we I give you a little bit of advice during that call. It's like a, a freebie coaching session for 30 minutes. And we talk about how I can support you. And that is pretty much all I have going on right now. I am opening up. I have applications for the moms group. I'm only accepting 15 women. Maybe I can open it to 20. I'm kind of gauging how I feel about that. Um, or I might even hold two groups depending on how many people we get. But the moms group is to help you, one, stop losing your cool with your kids and your spouse. Gain a new awareness of you after motherhood. We actually physically and mentally change after the birth of each child. And so you sometimes don't feel like yourself. And so relearning that and finding ways to help you have self-care through busy motherhood in simple ways is what I offer. And then I have a specific um, step-by-step process that I use to help make mindfulness easy to follow, especially if you're someone like me who struggles with ADHD and focus and consistency. This program that I offer um, right now, it's called the Me Moms, which means mindful empowerment or mindfully empowered moms, um, is all about you being empowered and you being the the lighthouse for your family. And when you are empowered and you are feeling good, the world around you is going to align. And that's what we need to do here. We need to be the empowered women that we are and know that we don't have to control everything in order for life to be good. We just got to be good ourselves and feel good. And when we're feeling good, the whole family's feeling good. So that is open. We start the beginning of March and I am so excited to meet you amazing moms. Eventually I'll be having a dad's group as well and I cannot wait to work with all of you and start this journey together. I love you. I'm so proud of you. And remember what you feel matters. Don't be scared of it. Love y'all. Bye.